Welcome back to Trains in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the Lewis to his Clark, Michael Howard. Oh, the places will go. Oh, sights unseen. It's it's because we blazed the trail of podcasting. As you know, we are the first, last, and only podcast that's legally allowed. Mm-hmm. In the um, wasteland. And so we had to blaze that trail. You Here's know? a question. Yep. Were Lewis and Clark, like, the tip of the spear for gentrification? I mean, they really... I So before I went to say that, I... Uh, I looked to see how problematic they were. I assumed they were somewhat problematic considering, you know, the war or I mean, I guess America honkies and their history um, in this country. Yeah, sure, sure. But they weren't any more problematic than uh, their it countrymen is one of those at things, the time. Yeah, well, it always seems like they were just people who just like seem to just want to get out oh, and like sure. be yeah. not around other people and just see shit. So like, obviously they were going to places that no one wanted them yep. but in terms of like the problematicness of everything else in this country like they they just seem pretty like i just kind of wanted to see a big rock in a cool place <laughs> and oceans love those things <laughs> i bet there's another one on this side you know you have to imagine there's another one on the other side god it's, there's got to be someone somewhere they i mean they knew it existed right i don't know enough about maps and i have and, no in history clue i they, assume so i mean it can't have been a like <laughs> like flat america situation we're like we don't know what's over there but i bet it's something i bet it's something cool i bet if we walk far enough we'll get to india i mean but how if if lewis and clark were the first ones to go out there then how would anyone know what was True. out there besides no obviously from, the people who live there but i'm saying like and no one could have come from the other side which they definitely did many hundreds of years before lewis and clark but still whatever so did they people came from the other side and were like, hey, there's some cool shit over there. And Lewis and Clark were like, oh, dope. Let's dope. See Let it. me see it. I'll prove it. I'm going to. OK, I'll go. Yeah. OK. <laughs> so, yeah. Man, this is Michael, a big hole. Yeah. Big, big hole. In the I don't know. This country that no one knows about. <laughs> we should buy it. Also, didn't fucking realize I should have known my I took AP history, but it's been a long day. Uh huh. 1803. Yeah, of course people were fucking on the west coast of America before then. We are off to a rip-roaring idiot start of this show, which is why we're the only legal podcast allowed. Uh, you know what? I So I knew that Lewis and Clark existed after the the birth of our nation. Um, but what I didn't think about was how recent that would be. Yeah. In my head, you know. Yeah, like Michael, are you, I mean, are you familiar with Zorro? So what? Like Zorro, the, the folk hero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Zorro the is Z set base Yeah, the Z guy. He I does mean, the Z like, thing, you know? Zorro would basically, if if he were a real char- like real person, would have basically been like maybe 20 years after <laughs> Lewis and Clark. So like shit had been going down over there. <laughs> they knew what was up. So it was just, so they had been over there. How did they get over there before though? boats My, michael the, Sp- the spanish like were everywhere for a long time and they just went to california but we didn't have the canal yet so how would you get the boat from True, one side yeah. to the you other to go all the way around the all the way around south around. america mm-hmm. yeah that's buck wild can you imagine Fucking just setting out and being wild. like we have no idea where we're going or what we're going to see there but it's probably going to be cool i mean honestly michael this year more than any other year i can be like yeah you know what gotta get out of the house get me anywhere but where i am I, oh, oh, dragons over here? Sure, let me find one. I hope it eats me. I don't give a fuck. Get me out of this house. I mean, if you think about it, like, we talk about 
the sacrifice that somebody's going to have to make to go to Mars, right, for the first time, because it's very hard to get back. Um, but at like least you know what Mars looks like, because we have probes and pictures of it. And robots have been there. I'm like, right. cool. That robot Lois and the Clark has been there. One of them died. Like, one of them mm-hmm. just... One of them has apparently just decided to not die and live forever, which is a cool thing for a robot to do. Um, Michael, I did also just uh, so Azora was created in 1919 by American pulp writer Johnston McCulley, which, man, that's a name. Uh, but so Zorro, Zorro was 100 years in, afterwards. Yeah. So 100 years after Lewis and Clark, this guy was like, but what if Zorro? And also <laughs> Zorro worked in the Pueblo of Los Angeles during the Spanish California era of 1769 to 1821. So literally, Zorro was hanging out before. Maybe Lewis and Clark would just go, I got to go meet this guy. I got to go I meet Zorro. I hear about a cool dude with a mask who hates the Spanish, and so do I, because so I'm an American. What the fuck did Lewis and Clark do? Did they just figure out, like, the best way to get there? By- I think they were just like, let's find all the big rocks in the middle. We got to know all the big rocks and rivers. No one knows about those. Well, no honkies know about yeah, those. Yeah, so lots of go. people knew about them, clearly. So it's just following in the footsteps of discovering things that many, many, many people have already discovered. Yeah, but Michael, the big rocks and rivers. Yeah, yeah. They're so Obviously. Important. I put them on a map, so. I choose to now believe that Lewis and Clark just heard about Zorro, and we're like, gotta check that guy out. Yeah. And they missed him by several hundred or thousand miles. They went too far north. Yeah. They blew it. Because they were doing the Oregon Trail and not the Los Angeles Trail. Should've they known. didn't do Route 66. Route 66, baby. Baby. Life's a highway. We've actually anyway. talked about um, driving to uh, Palm Springs, California. Mm-hmm. So you can go back in time and meet Andy Samberg. At some point. Exactly. And so, like, technically you can take Route 66 all the way from, it starts in Chicago, it ends out there in LA. It was like, we could just yeah. take historic Route 66. And it somewhere in the middle, the long. cars live. Yeah, obviously. Duh. Duh. I mean, if you're going to go, you might as well take, you know, 45 hours longer than you need to just to be on a cool old road. But I'd have to um, get a new car that was a convertible, obviously. Sure. Michael, once again, you have this old ass Altima. Just go to. Okay. First of all, I have this article open about these 50 mountain goats just as a follow up to the uh, Piss Hungry Goats episode that we did. And every four minutes, the autoplay video just starts with a blaringly loud helicopter noise it just goes and goes um so that just happened um so michael just go to like get, go to a rental get a like concrete saw cut the top off that baby and then it like, when you hit the grand canyon see you later car it, it ends up in the bottom of it me and uh me and our good friend matt used to make ms paint photoshop type drawings of our what our cars would look like if they were convertibles instead of not being convertibles so that's not okay. very far off from something that younger michael would have thought was can you dumb. break down what your these ms paint drawings were was this before you learned how to use autocad <laughs> yeah this was like this was in high school we were like 17 i uh, forget that you guys knew each other in high school yeah so we i was we, i took a picture of this you know my car from the from the side profile view and then i was like you know what what if i just erase all of the stuff that that isn't the part of the car I want, which would be the top. This is such like a stripped down version of like in Iron Man one, when Tony Stark <laughs> has like the cool 3d thing, he's just like kicking stuff off mm-hmm. with this. Like don't need this. Nope. Add a gun in there. 
That also reminds me, I used to, I had a journal where I would draw both my dream house. This is when I was like eight. And then also submarines that I would like to own that would shoot poop torpedoes at people. That was my big thing. I mean, that's brilliant because you need to find something to do with all the poop. Yeah, the poop's got to go somewhere. They don't tell you that. No one really thinks about where the poop has to go. And if you're not shooting it out of a Seawolf submarine, really, what are you doing? I mean, I was also for some reason obsessed with the idea and name of the Seawolf submarine as an eight-year-old. I said, "Man, sounds cool. <laughs> Things doing good work down there." the The idea of a Seawolf is terrifying, though. Oh, very bad. I mean, essentially, it's a big shark, but now it's got legs and it's no, hairy. Not interest- well, yeah, not interested. Not interested at all. What was the best thing you added or removed from your car in these MS Paint adventures? I mean, mostly it was just making it look like a convertible, and then researching oh, okay. how to actually turn my car into a convertible like we would have had to like reinforce the the chassis because you know it doesn't have the the structure of the top part um you know there's just a lot of work that would have gone into it so i decided against it fair enough part of me like immediately because again michael i am a functional idiot was like you need to do make the car stronger because you're removing parts of it what does that even mean and then i was like oh arches exist for a reason because everything yeah okay um so when i inevitably would have rolled it as a dumb 17 year old kid i wouldn't have died because i would have had to you know reinforce things maybe i don't know or just whatever just cut the top off and let's roll did i ever tell you about this van that used to drive around, it was like a big old like Econoline, like Ford or Dodge, like passenger van. And it used to drive around Royal Palm Beach where, where I grew up. And somebody had mounted, as far as I know, hopefully a non-functional howitzer cannon <laughs> to the top, like a full gun turret. Like it was probably at least a seven foot barrel like gun. That and That's very Florida. Yeah, super Florida. And it would just drive around. And I, I still remember, I remember driving down. It was like maybe five minutes from my house. And my dad was like, hmm, yeah, that guy. And I I always want to know where that guy ended up. But also, if I had to augment my car, I probably would add some gun turrets to That's it. That's buck wild. But yeah. yeah. Would, anyway. people, would people get out of your way? I mean, if I saw you in my rear view, I'm moving. I was yeah, like, just right? in case. Like, <laughs> what's up? Uh, it's not worth it's, risking it. It's not a bad idea to get out of your way. Like, you know, there's no danger of getting into the right-hand lane at that point. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Like, what What if by chance, like, this is a Transformer who forgot to fully disguise itself? Like, I'll, I'll get over. Like, just like, this is a dumb Transformer. I don't know what he's up to. He's, he left his gun hanging out. Plus, you never know, like, when you're in the middle of a fast movie. And it right. isn't real life anymore. And you're like, oh, well, that's not obviously not a real thing. And you're like, oh, shit, I forgot him in Fast 9. And this was before this was in the before times before I even knew what fast movies were. Like, I, I had no context clues that like, mm, Vin's here. Better get out of the fucking way. I don't want to die today. It's not worth it. I'm just trying to get groceries. so dangerous. Yeah. So dangerous to not even realize you're in a fast movie. Yeah. How many fast movies did exist before the they started recording them? I guess there was Cannonball Run. Kind that technically maybe is that a fast movie? <laughs> we never fucking talked about Cannonball Run. There Were we was supposed a, to talk about Cannonball Run. There was a tailor-made tilt story about in the early days of COVID, the people who were recreating the Cannonball Run. Oh right. Because there was nobody on their roads, and they're like, "It's time we can finally did do they, it." Did they? Yeah. Did they do it? 
Yeah, so people uh, here I found the headline. So uh people keep breaking illegal cannonball run records during lockdown. Cannonballers can't help attempting coast to coast speed runs, which Lewis and Clark would have fucking failed. Oh my at. god, uh, yeah. Yeah, so although the if they were the first ones to do it, then they held that record at least for a little bit. So since quarantine, that's true. They were the original cannonball run. Uh, since quarantine first started, seven different cannonball records have allegedly been broken, which has to be a record itself. Sure, whatever. I don't think uh, it counts. This is from driving.ca. Um, so the highly legal, dangerous street race starts at the Red Ball the Garage in Manhattan on the East Coast and ends on the opposite end of, opposite side of America, obviously, <laughs> at the Portofino Inn in Redondo Beach, uh, California, originally made famous by Zorro. <laughs> I made that part up. Um <laughs> So according to the previous record holder, and parenthetically, and technically felon, Ed Bullion, the new record to beat if you're an idiot is less than 26 hours. Um, 26 hours to get from Manhattan to Redondo Beach. Yeah. Holy Holy shit. Because that's, how many miles is that? 3,000 something? 3,100? I'm not going to make myself look any more foolish than I have to by trying to put a number on that. So I'm I'm going to look it up. Where where does it start? Uh, the Red Ball Garage in Manhattan. The Red Ball and, Garage. And then it goes to the Portofino, Portofini Inn in Redondo Beach, California. Portofini Inn and Suites? <laughs> sure, maybe. Maybe they upgraded, <laughs> baby. I'm just going to put in Redondo because this is terrible. Uh-uh. Okay, so apparently the previous record... A team of three people in the U.S. Uh, at an average speed of 103 miles per hour uh, took 27 hours and 25 minutes, and that they thought that, like that was the record forever because they had yeah. to deal with traffic, like fucking idiots, like rubes. How did they? How do you even do that? So it's 20. It's just under. It's about 2,800 miles, and Google claims it should take you 42 hours of driving. So they're doing it in basically half that. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Especially to a man who regularly does more than the Google a lot of the time, like by a good bit, because I'm just like, I drive like a grandma and I have to stop for my very old dog who needs snacks. So this is actually ridiculous to me. I did once make it from Gainesville to Atlanta in three hours and 20 minutes. You're you're a dangerous driver. You should go to jail right now. I'm calling the cops. I did get pulled over actually on the way home. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, that was a fun little diversion. Michael, what's going on? How are you, buddy? Or did you have more on that? We can no. Okay. Um, you know, I'm doing, moving and shaking. Yeah, yeah like always. Uh, well, actually, moves. I mean, we we were still in. We were still technically in our uh, state imposed quarantine, which is why we couldn't talk last week yeah we could <laughs> we couldn't talk i couldn't get my covid through the full lockdown through the, yeah through the, the microphone i wasn't allowed to text or any anything it was crazy you weren't even allowed to connect back to georgia just in case it was too dangerous yeah no it was so we just we just ended that on sunday so we really haven't been doing you know anything sounds nice sounds really good it actually is really nice can i just say that i know it's probably an unpopular opinion right now but like Shit, having time to do nothing, but also not have all of the responsibility of other things hanging over your head. Because that's the problem. If you ever try to do nothing as an adult, there's always the the specter of responsibility that's there. The 
I mean, usually in in the before times, I would just be like, sorry, I can't come out. Sora, you know, you know, she is. She's so old. I got to walk her and then feed her. And then oh, she's so old. She's so old. But now I'm just like, ah, I have no excuse. I've just been cooped up. So if someone asked me, it's like, would you like to come over to a quarantine safe zone? I can't just be like, mm, Sora, who's been next to me all day farting. So the joy that I would have of being like, for your safety, for yours, I'm doing you. If I can't, I could not possibly risk your life like no, this. So I'm going to stay home and get drunk and watch Transformers. Which is just, it just sounds so much nicer. Mm-hmm. And can I say this? I know I, this is my second Transformers reference. Movie fucking still holds up. It's a bad movie, but boy, how to shine. We're talking. Off. We're talking the original, right? The the oh the okay. OG the Transformers. OG Transformers. Yeah. How many yeah. have there been now? Like five, seventeen, I think. I'm well. I'm glad you're staying safe and healthy. Would you like to talk about any stories this week? Well, uh, we've talked lots about how much Facebook just is a cesspool, and it's not worth being on, and everyone should delete it. Uh, that's my career. You're talking about. <laughs> Please burn it to the ground. I don't, I don't um, want to do it anymore. So we we've been members of some some weird Facebook groups before. I think we're still members of the Flat Earth one somehow. Mm-hmm. Even though that one is that one got dark fast, and I imagine this one might too. So I'm not going to join this one. But ah, uh, Kush headline: Man in pointing guns at penis Facebook group <laughs> shoots self in <laughs> penis becomes a hero in group. You know, it's weird when you like write your own self fulfilling prophecy. It's also. Can you tell me about this? Hmm. Can you tell me more about this? Well, my my main issue is like he became a hero in the group, but honestly, the guns called pointing guns at penises and not shooting, shooting guns. guns at penises. He- like that's a different group. So what are they proud of that like someone just finally had the courage to get rid of the dick? A man in a Facebook group dedicated <laughs> dedicated solely to punting, pointing loaded guns at one's genitalia shot himself in the penis and testicles Tuesday. So they needed to make very clear that it was both the penis and the testicles, which is they got, he got rid of both one and fell. So, uh, got, <laughs> three, bir- <laughs> three birds, one stone. The group is used mainly to anger more responsible gun owners with people sharing pictures of loaded guns pointed at their penises with their fingers hovering over the trigger. So apparently they're trying to own the gun libs. Well, no, I mean, even just responsible gun owners, I, I would say probably not even gun libs, maybe gun flakes. <laughs> um, so they're like mad at people. Telling telling them they should be more responsible, so they're like, "I'll show, I'll show you irresponsible. I will point a loaded gun at my junk while my finger is over the trigger. How's that for irresponsible?" And then the gun said, "Very." So, first of all, Michael, do you want to like what is the actual name of the group? Well, it's technically loaded guns pointed at Venus. <laughs> The B emoji. <laughs> because, because I ass- <laughs> I assume that you can't uh probably say penis in a group name. Yeah, so maybe. Yeah, it's probably true. Um so here's a quote. So the shooter didn't respond to a uh, this is from Vice, responded to a request for a comment, but an admin of loaded guns pointed at Venus said he was doing well. 
he is 100% okay. I actually went to work the next day, which, boy, howdy, if I had a reason to call out of work, that's probably it. This is, uh, the, this is how I know that, like, some people just love their jobs, Kush. He just, you know, I live, I live for this shit. <laughs> live for this. Um, Shot myself in the penis and testicles, plural, yep. and now I'm here. <laughs> Here's a quote for him. Turns out it wasn't a graze. That round went right the fuck through me. What I thought were two graze wounds turned out to be an entrance and exit wound, which I don't know how you can possibly be stupid enough to not just like see daylight through your ball sack and be like, huh, I think I fucked up. Um, so this is from the admin. The reason we are calling him King is partially because the poor guy already shot himself. Don't think he needs to be chastised as well. I'm quite sure he's learned his lesson without the entire word world calling him an idiot. Has he, though? I don't know if this man has. I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say that as soon as his downstairs area is presentable in some way, he is going to point another loaded gun at his mangled dick and post it on that site. I have no doubt that that's going to happen. And I feel like if you shoot off your own beepus... Like I can't even I can't even form a coherent thought on this. <laughs> you have if you literally have no one to blame but yourself. Maybe this is just sort of a self-selection incel kind of thing that just like no one wants to talk with me. Can't get a date because I'm the kind of person who routinely points a gun at my own dick and posts about it on Facebook of all places. So since I can't get a date, well, might as well just shoot that thing off so I'm not interested. And maybe the balls they can go to. Think I mean the whole thing. The whole thing can go. I don't need it anymore. This is just, doesn't it just really, like, a microcosm of, of, like, what this country has come to? Some people were like, hey, maybe we should be a little bit more responsible with these deadly weapons. And in response, people were like, I'm just going to shoot myself in the dick. And we're like, I mean, I guess you can, but how is this protesting what we're, like, you're shooting yourself. You're pointing a gun at your own dick. I guess go ahead and do it, all of you. Here's the bigger thing. What I'm wildly curious about, how do you get to the point of, okay, you're in this group where everyone's just pointing guns at their at their beepus, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's fun. Loads then, of fun. And then you do it. You're like, this is going to be good. And you decide, one, to take a video for some reason, <laughs> and then you actually... Pull the trigger and shoot your own dong off and go and put around through your balls. And your thought is to post that video. Yeah. And pictures from the hospital of blood on the floor with your hand just kind of covering your disappeared penis. Mm hmm. What? I mean, I guess there's sort of a like in for a penny, in for a pound. Like, I guess it's a done deal. Might as well go ahead and post the evidence of my dick being gone. I mean, you're not getting away from that because if you're in the group and you're posting people probably know each other so like if he just stopped coming around the group they'd be like you shot your dick off didn't you and now you're embarrassed <laughs> yeah, about I know it your secret <laughs> so we had to just own it you know you got to own your mistakes you know who i'm really sorry for in this situation the copycat who comes after who's gonna try to be like oh yeah i also want to be a hero to the group and shoots his own dick off, and everyone's like, "I don't care." No, you're, you're not. You're no Lewis and Clark, sir. Yeah, you're not original. Sorry. Yeah, you're just doing it for the clout, just an attention attention whore, shooting uh, your own penis off. This is quite possibly the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen, and that's saying a lot. You know what it reminds me of, Michael? I I don't think you were on Fark.com at this point. 
but there was a there's a famous famous story from Fargo, like Total Fargo, which you had to pay for, where a man for some I think he was um having some good times by himself, but he was sitting down naked on a chair with wooden slats. Okay. And his right testicle got stuck. No. Inside the wooden slats. No. And then he got stuck for hours. And um, like any, you know, child of the internet, decided to go to Total Fark and be like, hey, boys, what do I do? And it was like a four or five hour saga of people trying to get him out of this wooden slat chair. And he did. Critically did not lose his balls and penis by shooting it off. I I think like olive oil was involved. I don't remember. It's been oh. like this is probably eleven years ago at this point. But the the man, the myth, the legend got his, his nard stuck in there and did not resort to shooting them out of the chair, which in this day and age is a modern miracle. Yeah, I mean, I would have tried to destroy the chair, but then in in destroying the chair, I might have destroyed your balls, destroyed my balls. But like, I mean, that is That's a, a I mean, tough one. I almost said that's a reasonable injury. Um, maybe not true, but at least your balls and penis are still intact. Well, you didn't you didn't know you were putting your balls in danger when you started. Like with the gun thing, you know from the very beginning of that thought process that your balls are going to be in mortal danger. Like you sit on a slatted chair and you think. No big deal. My ball's clearly What's bigger than this. What's the worst slat? that could happen? I get some airflow down exactly. there. Exactly. I just sent you a picture of him after he escaped from. This is not it. Not not wide slats in this chair. How the hell did he get his? The whole thing was down in that thing. It's it's a tightly slatted chair. It is a very tightly slatted. Do you think it like slung over the side and maybe slid in like a T slot kind of situation, and then he couldn't pull it back out? Okay, so here's you can search just Fark slatted chair to find it. So the thing is, advice was the the topic. I'm stuck to my chair. I'm so very scared. Help. Details and thread. First post is oh, all right. Without going into too much detail, here's the situation. I'm total farking in my boxer, sitting on a chair that has slightly spaced out planks. Device say that part of me is now lodged, and any attempt to move just pinches the crap out of me. Mm. Can't move. Need advice soonish. Oh god, mm. it hurts. The first comment is pull hard. Take video. <laughs> All right, Michael. Well, um, just to bring it back, I know we said we were going to talk about another story, and we should. I do think it's important to note that <laughs> the last time we spoke was almost a week ago. It was. And indeed, yes. I don't think my recording caught it, but the last thing that I said at my computer and at my microphone that night was, Fuck you! <laughs> Look, I, I'm calling this one a win because audacity your your power went out which means your computer mm-hmm. everything just died with no warning died audacity recovered that project three and a half hours later my power came back on after going out four more times like doing like that like literally my tv buzzed for like 10 seconds when it came back on and that was worrisome did uh, they yeah. fix audacity no there's no possible way i think i think i just got very lucky in my computer because <laughs> I've done the recover file thing before, and I think it almost corrupted my entire computer. And like, yeah, it never works. It. it never works. So, and I mean, Michael, there's actually no way of knowing for sure that the audio that I did recover and oh, save as a WAV file is actually good because I have not listened to it. Yeah, and I won't until two days hence when I re- when I edit this thing together at eleven thirty on Thursday night. 
I'm very curious what's going to be on there. It could be it could be literally anything. It could just be like wails and moans from inside of your computer. Mm-hmm. I mean, ideally, be, that'd be great. Yeah. It could Did be just saying like um, like Winamp whips the llama's ass for 32 straight minutes. Now, that would be something pretty good. Yeah. Man, blast from the past. <laughs> Honestly, we could just put out an episode of an hour of just... Winamp really whips the llama's ass. <laughs> then might be better than most of the content we put out. Did we talk about whales last time? I don't I actually whales? don't remember. Whales? Did you say whales? Whales. You mentioned whale sound a second ago. Did we talk about whales? Oh, I said moaning and wailing. But oh. yeah. Uh, sorry, I heard whales moaning and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful sound from the ocean. But Michael, you're 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 right because we often we often struggle to find stories for this show. Sometimes there's just not a lot going on on the internet. I think we were going to talk about te- uh, cows, and we still ca- we still can. It was going to be a cool cow story. I mean, they got eyeballs on their butts. They, cows have eyeballs on their butts now. That's just what it's they've true. got. I mean, it's a great story, and I'm I'm excited to bring it to the people. But yeah, great. I honestly don't know what I'm going to say about it other than like cows got yo, eyeballs on butts now. Yo, look at these eyeballs. Yeah, which like let's we can break it down real quick. I assume it's to deter predators. Do yeah. big domestic hordes of cows really have that many natural predators still that we're like really yes. worried about? Okay. It's like tigers, I think. Oh, right. I forgot that there's other places in the world than Texas. <laughs> yeah, this, this isn't like in Texas. I believe this is in Africa or possibly, I think it's in, I think it was in Africa. I don't have it open. Um, but I, the gist of it is that they, they paint eyes on the back of the cow's butts um, to deter predators yes from from eating the cows and they actually did an experiment where they took over the course of several months they took half the cows and they didn't paint uh, eyes on them and then the half the cows they did paint eyes on them and they went out separately and never there was there were several cows that went missing while they were out grazing but none of them ever were missing that had eyes on their butts sounds like correlation not causation but okay michael also before well and also what happens when there are no cows with no eyes on their butts? Like, the tigers aren't going to just be like, oh, well, they all have eyes. I guess I'm leaving. I guess I'll come at them from the side. Right. They're just going to be like, well, this is harder than I originally thought it was going to be, but I'm still going to pick off the weakest one and eat Also, it. I just need to stop the text from cub reporter uh, Jen uh, in its <laughs> tracks. No, tigers are not in Africa. Don't don't at us. I don't, like, <laughs> I don't want to hear about I'm it. I'm pretty sure there's African tigers. Uh, you know what? There's, I mean, there's tigers in America. Thank you, Joe. Um, but yeah, I don't think so. But Michael, hold on one one second. Let me look and see where this was. Cows, cows with eyes, eyes butts. on butts. Botswana. Where's Botswana? Is that Africa? Mm-hmm. Okay. So who right. comes after them? Hold on, hold on one second. I mean, cattle rustlers. <laughs> Pretty classic cow problem to have. <laughs> Oh, lions. Sorry, not tigers, lions. Definitely more, lions in Africa. Geographically uh, more appropriate. Geographically accurate lions. Yeah. Um, well, but maybe the lions start painting stripes on them so that people think they're tigers and they're like, well, it clearly can't be a tiger. It must be something different. And then, rah, gone. <laughs> Doth my eyes deceive? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the cows would be like, well, clearly that can't be a tiger, even though it looks like a tiger, because there are no tigers in Africa and we are in Africa. And then, boom. Now we're now where are your eye gods? Hmm? Cows? Dead. Sorry. They're still on your ass where they belong. <laughs> uh well, Michael, 
I'm glad for uh, the delay because yes. I know we were going to try to finish up and then didn't want to because work sucks and the world was bad and like you know just, i didn't look at my computer from the time i left like stopped working on friday until i had to start working again on monday absolutely not yeah, yeah. like what's the no no you don't i i tweeted a minute ago about um i think i'm developing some level of a covid stress disorder triggered solely by outlook and slack notifications because yeah. uh I don't really, I don't have a temper. I think I keep myself pretty even keeled except on this show, but I literally almost snapped my laptop in half this morning when I just had like, bloop, 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 like 45 seconds straight of just slack chimes. And I was like, hmm, I'm going to break this thing. Doesn't bother me. I'm going to break it. <laughs> Which if wouldn't have done breaks, anything. How long would I have to not work for? Right. Well, the thing is, it wouldn't have done anything because I have slack on three other devices that I would have had to silence and or break. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. Um, you know what I think I'm going to do, though? I think I'm just going to get one of those new Galaxy Note 20 phablets oh. that claims it's like a computer in your hand and that you can like do presentations and you can do it. And I'm just going to like not be at home ever. Michael? And I'm just going to work from my phablet from like the beach or something. Michael? Yeah. Did you in the year 2020 of our Lord Jesus Christ... Just really fall for the marketing line. It's like a computer in your hand. <laughs> um, no, but I did test out Teams on my Pixel 3, which is definitely not as powerful as the new Note 20. And it worked fine. It just the battery kind of died fast and got a little warm. But I'm assuming that Samsung doesn't have warm batteries because I feel like they would have fixed that. Right. Isn't Samsung the one with the batteries that notoriously got very right, hot that's what I'm and saying. very already... explody on airplanes? <laughs> right, and so they have already encountered the problem, and they fixed it, clearly, because I have not heard about phones, phones exploding in a while. Right, but that was under just normal, hey, this is a phone in airplane mode. Whoa, that's on fire now. And you've just, you're, you're trying to test it on an activity that got your current phone very warm. <laughs> I, I I mean, I'm sure it would be good, Michael. I'm not trying to deter you, but mm -hmm. I have problems with your logic. Just yeah, well, I just, I guess the thing is, I just don't want to have to be at home anymore, and I don't want to have oh. to carry around a laptop. I mean, I can get that for sure. I mean, yeah. whatever. Take take whatever phone you want and then throw it in the fucking ocean. <laughs> oh, sorry. Shark oh, it's got too it. hot. Now I'm throwing it in the ocean. That's I cool. didn't draw eyes on the back of the phone and a tiger got it. So <laughs> I guess I have to stay on the beach now. Where did the beach tiger come from? I don't know. Oh, I'm man. in Botswana, bitch. Anyway, Michael. Mm-hmm. What I found on Friday that gave me such joy. Um, so, Michael, you're probably very familiar with, uh, you know, just punk bands doing covers of classic rock songs. Yes. Okay. Are you familiar with the band Coheed and Cambria? I am. I am aware of that name, and I'm sure I've heard lots of their songs, but I can never remember if they are, like, punk or rock or They're a weird folk. mix of, they're probably more of a punk rock i guess but like or a mix who's iron and wine very folksy so different okay so, so see i think i get those two compute i think i did get those two confused so crazy different uh yeah no so crazy different weirdly both have um <laughs> kind of large frontmen with huge beards um see like how am i supposed to tell these people apart i mean mostly the town like so Iron Wine kind of sings peaceful songs about like i don't know being boring and being a flower and Coed and Cambria talks about some sci-fi rock opera that they wrote comic books for and it's like every single album is like one chapter in this ridiculous story that they've built that actually um, sounds way doper no i mean if you if you're on the dope scale 
Yeah. Cocaine Cambria is pretty far towards very dope, and Iron and Wine is like pretty, maybe to the left of the middle, I would say, towards not very dope. Just just one man's opinion. Okay. But so Cocaine Cambria has finished generally their big rock opera saga, it's like multiple Ooh. albums. So, I you know, they've just been dabbling in different things. So I saw a song uh, on my Spotify Discover Weekly that was just, uh, as I read it, because... You know the menu was truncated. Jesse's girl like, by okay. by Coheed and Ham- Cambria. So they they covered they, they covered, covered Jesse's girl. Well, that's what I thought. Then I hit play. Yeah, I, I yeah, the playlist started going through. So they just took it took the name of another song and just made a different song. Um. Well, no. I, when I looked closer, it was Jesse's girl two featuring Rick Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> So what these motherfuckers did, Michael, the most ambitious crossover event in history. So they wrote a sequel to Jesse's Girl. Um, so not a cover, brand new song that continues the story from Rick Springfield about losing out on the love of his life to one of his friends and then getting her. Except once he gets her, his life becomes a living hell and like she's some sort of succubus that won't leave him. And essentially, like there's like a line in there about how jesse didn't fight losing his girl because he like he was also previously trapped in this situation where jesse was sucking the life out of him and was so happy to get rid of her it's like an it follows yeah it's like an it follows for just oopsie relationships yeah so um yeah so he sanchez uh, claudio sanchez the singer wait 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 this is so very important when they say featuring rick springfield do they mean that they just like sampled the old jesse's girl or like is the 2020 version of Rick Springfield singing on this song. He's got the second verse, baby. Oh, fuck yes. So the second verse that um that he sings, uh, one second, uh, that Rick Springfield jumps in on is, uh, it sure seems strange he put up no fight when she broke his heart that fateful night. Jesse played sincere. He sure seemed cool. What I hadn't known was I was his fool. We're married now, house, job, three kids, dreaming of what life could have been, straining on the ifs and maybes, had I left that monster in the 80s. Wow. It's amazing and so audacious. And uh, so Sanchez describes it as, uh, it's kind of like a National Lampoon movie meets So I Married an Axe Murderer. (laughs) So who came up with this idea? Was it Coheed and Cambria and they went to Rick Springfield or Rick Springfield was just shopping this idea for Jesse's Girl 2 around? Because he was just like, look, I need, I need the money. I need, I need this. I um, need this so bad. So I think so. Claudio Sanchez says he was inspired to tell the rest of uh, Springfield's story. Stated, has anyone ever written a sequel to a, another artist's song? I don't think so. As we will find out, Michael, people have, and <laughs> I've got receipts for it. Um, but like, this is, is it, the can most- you do that? Can you just write a sequel to somebody else's song? Like, there's no, nothing stopping you, right? I mean, I don't. It's not think, like movie IP. Yeah, I don't think like. I mean, I can just write a song about. I'm pretty sure Michael, I can write a song about Spider Man right now, and Disney can't tell me to stop, or Sony can't either, unless I'm published on Sony Records, which I would never be. But, um, yeah, I think you can just pick up and be like, huh? Or I'll just spell Jesse differently. <laughs> no big deal. This is I'm talking J-E-S-S-E. about Uncle Jesse from Full House. Clearly, yeah. Also a trademark character. Shit. Fuck. <laughs> um, but I'm talking but, about his girl who is. Lori Laughlin, mm-hmm. who's going to prison. I just, so, I mean, I love this idea of not just doing a sequel to the song. So, like, we'll get into one of but, like, twisting everything about what, like, the initial song is and being like, 
well, that person got their comeuppance. You did a bad thing and now you're fucked. Sorry. This is less of a... That's what I'm saying. It's less of a uh, a sequel as much as it is when you do the thing in the class where each person writes like a couple sentences for a story and mm-hmm. the next person takes it in a completely different direction. Like I'm assuming Jesse's Girl 3 will be like by Taylor Swift or something. That seems too cool for her, but I don't know. I'd be into it. All right, fine. Uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. Now that I could see. Yeah. And, and, and it better be from Jesse's or Je- the girl. I mean, also... Yeah. How have we gotten two songs and I don't know this girl's name? Especially her her demonic name. I assume she's got one <laughs> at this point. Um, <laughs> Ooh, can I, we write a sequel to 8675309? What happens when you do call the person from Michael, the number It's on so the door? fucking interesting that you said that because <laughs> oh, there's actually shit. a line in this song, the, the pre-chorus, that, oh, so I changed my number to 8675305. That didn't, that didn't, that didn't stop her. She wouldn't let me leave her house alive. She's out, she's out, she's out of her mind. <laughs> Damn. I don't know why they had to shoehorn Tommy Two-Tone into this also, but I'm glad they did. I mean, and, it's just hitting all, you got to hit all the nostalgia points from the 80s. Right. And like, that's why I've been obsessed with this idea all at the, weekend. At the end, do they also talk about going their separate ways? Um, No, it just says <laughs> th- things will get better is the last last line of the song in the chorus. Um. Yeah, so I've just been obsessed with this idea. So, like, I've been trying to think of what other classic rock songs need need a sequel. And I, I think, like, I think one of the things, and, like, obviously people still write storytelling songs right now, but I feel like the, like, 70s and 80s were so good about these. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, So the one song that, like, really stuck out to me that, like, I kind of want an update from was Escape. The Pina Colada, Pina song, Colada song by Rupert yes. Holmes. It's like, okay, this whole song is about this terrible, awful couple who's cheating on each other nonstop and somehow get back together and I guess are happy because they both like found each other things? by cheating because they like shit. They like really superficial shit that like is really basic and you would know if the person liked that. Right. So now I kind of like, okay, they got back together, try to fix things. And then it, it, it like inevitably ends in like. She goes to jail for homicide, probably. <laughs> like, what does that song look like? <laughs> Jukebox Hero 2. Like, what? Great. He's got one guitar. He's in a big band now. Oh, times are Uh-oh. fucking tough. And now he's in a karaoke band playing for frat boys in, like, Kansas somewhere. <laughs> what about, like, uh, Pinball Wizard 2? Ooh. Yeah. All he's the like- pinball machines are broken. <laughs> And I just like I can't. I have one skill. I got nothing. He's got nothing. He just can't find anywhere that is marketing pinball skills anymore. Like there's no one at the arcades. He's no. just wandering the earth, just putting quarters in at barcades. Like I'm pretty good at this. Anyone want to play? I'm like no. Someone want to watch dr- me play pinball? No. I'm gonna get drunk and play Donkey Kong. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> I, I mean, pretty much every '80s song needs a sequel. I would agree. Um, I think there's a lot that I I want to hear more of. Toto's like, I want to hear more about. I want to hear more about. Um, I mean, like obviously, Thriller. Mm-hmm. They left it at a at a cliffhanger, and we never got a Thriller two or Thrillers. I think is probably what it would have been. What an oversight that that yeah. is. What is the cliffhanger in Thriller? Well, at the end, he like. All oh, right. He it, she thinks it was a dream, and he like hugs her and looks and like you see in his eyes that his eyes are actually yellow. That he it wasn't a dream. He actually is a fucking dream. And I assume that means he eats her, but like, 
they just left it so open. Why was there never a movie version of Thriller? Is all I'm saying. Like that that was a pretty good premise. Would you not watch Step Up, but it's Thriller? But it's, and thriller? it's a horror movie. Like Michael, Step frankly, up, yeah, I, movie. I would watch that. I'd right? watch that right now. I would end yeah. this call and go watch that. <laughs> Michael, was anyone actually ro- watching Rockwell? Hmm. Who was it? Was it the IRS? <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Can, hold on, I'm looking at the lyrics to to Rockwell's. I feel like I always feel like somebody's watching me, or somebody's watching me. Um, the only people that he guesses at that are watching him after choruses and verses of paranoia, the neighbors, the mailman, hmm. the IRS. That's it. That's all he's got. At, at no point. But like he already knew who it was. If he had any, like if he had listened to any other popular music, it was clearly the police. Yeah. Sorry, like he said it in the song, like, I'll be watching you. And then Rockwell's like, who's watching me? And it's like, you fucking idiot. Literally, he just told you. It's Sting, and he's it's really Sting. ready to get down for a very long time. For so long. Yeah. Uh, Michael, I do have to point out, so we d- so Claudio Sanchez mentioned that has anyone ever done this before? And I was shocked that in the article, so uh, this is from The Consequence of Sound, who wrote an article about it. Um. Mentioned what, on the surface to me, was one of the most audacious things I've ever heard in my life. A man named Peter Schilling wrote a sequel to Space Oddity by David Bowie called Major Tom Coming Home. So he took the, like, epic song by David Bowie, Space Oddity. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you know what I should do? I should continue on Major Tom's story for for David Bowie, because clearly that's what he wanted. Yeah. Not only did he co-op this character, famous song, but was also had the audacity to be like, yeah, that guy who ended the song flying off into space. I'm going to bring that motherfucker home. I'm going to do what David Bowie couldn't do. What it was too much of a coward to do. I'm going to bring this American hero who braved the vacuum of space. I'm going to bring him home. I'm going to bring him home. Look, no man left behind. And so, Michael, I... Wait, what? When was this? When did this happen? So, Space Oddity came out in 1969, I believe. Peter Schilling <laughs> released Space Oddity 2, Space Harder, uh, Major <laughs> Tom Coming Home, in 1989, I believe. Major Boogaloo. Um, <laughs> and, like, he put the name, he put Major Tom in the title just so you wouldn't be confused. Which, apparently, for a very long time, until David Bowie was, like, slightly complimentary of it in uh, an interview, he refused to say that it was a sequel. He just kind of was like, oh, just coincidence. A guy in space named Tom had a, you know, wasn't a colonel. <laughs> you know, it seems like maybe he like got popular for a specific song that people liked. Didn't think it was going to be this one. And then he was just like, oh, fuck. Well, of course, it has to be the goddamn David Bowie sequel song that I get popular for. I but mean, like, he, he, he might have gotten popular. popular for one of his other songs, but his Spotify top 10. um, Six of the top ten songs are versions of Major Tom coming home. Do you think that's just people accidentally listening to that one when they search for Major Tom thinking they're looking for Space Oddity? There are multiple versions. There's a Major Tom coming home director's cut, which I'm super interested in. Oh, boy. Major Tom Volig Istoglost, 
Um, I don't know where Peter Schilling's from, and I refuse to look it up. Um, well, the song must have sucked ass, I'm assuming, since we've never heard of this before. Yeah, Michael, the thing about that, though, I'm going to play you the chorus of this song, and um, I guarantee, I guarantee I'm to you, <laughs> you heard it, but... Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is in like every every like like every movie about the 80s or early mm. 90s made in like the last 10 years has that song in it, right? Yeah, I was I don't know where I've heard it, but I know I've heard it in the last week that's and a half. The, that's in the something. sequel to Space Odyssey? That's Odyssey? The nationally accepted David Bowie accepted sequel to uh Space Oddity, Major Tom. This is bonkers. I had no idea that one that I know I've heard that song before, even though he says literally major tom right before that chorus i'm like hmm, coincidence oh my kush kush not only <laughs> the audacity to make a sequel to a david bowie song mm-hmm. is one thing but not only that he made a sequel to a david bowie song that david bowie already made a sequel to called ashes to ashes where major tom reestablishes communication with earth so reestablishes communications with Earth. Yeah, and so I guess this is the this is the finishing, I guess, of the trilogy. Was the wait? Hold on. Oh wait. Okay. So does the song start with "That wasn't me. That's an imposter. That's a fucking alien. It, I I didn't. I'm still out here. Please send help. I'm so alone. I'm so lost. God, I need. I need. I'm hungry. I tried growing potatoes out of my shit. It didn't work. Oh God. Is that is that the opening? course it is do you remember a guy that's been in such an early song i've heard a rumor from ground control oh no don't say it's true they got a message from the a message from the action man i'm happy hope you're happy too i've loved all i've needed sort of details following so he so okay even in the sequel he references the songs like hey you remember the other <laughs> one with me <laughs> in it? the other song the other. um yeah i don't know i don't i don't i don't understand my mom, my mother said to get things done, you better not mess with Major Tom is the the it, it's repeated four times on the way out. Ashes to ashes, funk to funky. We know Major Tom's a junkie strung out in heaven's high, hitting an all time low. My mother said to get things done. You better not mess with Major Tom. Good God. Is Major okay, that Tom, really puts a grim twist on yeah, the Major, is Major Tom, Tom saga? Uh, um, He's floating in space, just doing horse as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the crazy thing about Major Tom coming home, I'm just realizing the opening like verse is about him leaving Earth in the first place. So uh-huh. he recovers, he retreads the story of Major Tom. Like, <laughs> just so you're like, you know, he got up there too. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, um, so that's very interesting that like other people making sequels of their own songs, but David Bowie clearly made a sequel of his song, but it was like, several years afterwards like this was in 1980 i think or the original one was like in the early 70s late 60s something like that right Uh, sorry i just found out that uh david bowie wrote a third song in the major tom so he had a he had a proper trilogy oh he had a proper trilogy and then the guy's like you know what i need to bring him home yeah don't worry which by the way so hollow space boy h-a-l-l-o from what i'm reading here Major Tom just dies on the moon and his body gets covered up with moon dust. So like, so he's not bringing Major Tom home. He's bringing Major Tom's body home. 
I, yeah, maybe. I guess Major so. Major Tom too. Yeah, we we recovered this like drug-addled corpse, like from the moon dust. It's like I guess we'll bring him back, American Hero. I, mean, I guess I don't want to leave him here on the moon. Oh man, because yeah. Have you ever heard the song "Let's Twist Again" by Chubby Checker? Yeah. Do you know why he's saying "Let's Twist Again"? I assume things have been going bad on Earth and society, and like he's like, you know what we should do again to really get our spirits up, Mike. You know what I intend to do hmm. in twenty twenty one? Twist again. I'm gonna twist again. Yeah. Get my spirits. We're not up. twisting now. We were twisting. It was great. Now we're yeah. not twisting. Yeah. Well, different kind of twisting, I think. Like a shit, like a bad twist. Yeah. Um. So Chubby Checker wrote "Let's Twist Again" in nineteen sixty one, where he says things like, "Come on, baby, let's do the twist again." Do you remember when things were really humming? Okay, yeah. It is a direct sequel to the song he wrote in 1960 in the Uh summer called The Twist, which is his most famous, or it was a very famous song that got him very, very rich and famous. And so basically he wrote a song the next summer that said, hey, y'all remember when I wrote that really dope song last summer and we all danced to it and you made me a ton of money? (laughs) Can we do that again? So let's like twist again. And that was it. That was the entire premise of the song was like, hey, remember that thing I did last year? I'm going to do it again, and you're going to give me money again. I mean, that is kind of the dream. And I, right? Wow. So, Michael, I was kind of thinking the other day um, how boring it must be um, to have to sing. You know, if you get big for a song <laughs> and you just have to sing it thousands of times uh-huh, yeah. to crowds all over and just like put your heart and soul into it so people feel like they got their money's worth, that's got to suck. If I could just write like, hey, remember that one? That was pretty good, huh? I mean. Why haven't other dance stars who had like one like people who created good dance songs like why haven't next year why why wasn't it like hey let's do the Macarena too like living <laughs> living la vida dos <laughs> I, I think the the part I like about that one though like uh the let, let's twist again is that it clearly is like do you remember my last song <laughs> literally it was last summer you guys must remember this right. I mean, is that kind of what, and I've only seen like two of them. Is that kind of what the Friday series does in movie form? Friday after next. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, Friday's Friday's here again. You remember the last one? Pretty cool adventures. About to do another one. (laughs) The lyrics to Let's Twist again. Come on, everybody. Clap your hands. Are you looking good? I'm going to sing my song. It won't take long. We're going to do the twist and it goes like this. Come on, let's twist again like we did last summer. Yeah, let's twist again like we did last year. <laughs> round this and round so and down we go again. Twist again. like That's it. That's like the entire lyrics is like, hey, we did all this shit last summer. Let's do it again. This would be like, I mean, what's that? What that is really going for is. OK, wow, that's you. You guys really like that one. This is getting played everywhere. I don't have another song, so. I guess I can just kind of build on it. This is very much like if the Cupid Shuffle was like, okay, now we're going to go to the left. And last time we did the right. <laughs> left, to the left, to the right. No, well, we're going we're gonna to switch, switch around now. Sorry. Like, just this a is sequel the, to the Cupid Shuffle that everyone has to listen to 50,000 times a year. Cupid Shuffle 2. It's yeah. time. We've all, we've all been waiting for it. Begging for it, in fact. The, let's, let's shuffle again. Let's fucking shuffle again. Please. Um. That's basically like the real life equivalent of Mike Birbiglia's Kenny G joke, where he's like, Kenny G comes in like, and you're like, 
man, Kenny, that really sucks. He's like, oh, you think that sucks? What about this one? It's the same song, I think. <laughs> or, or it would be like if, oh, it's like if J.J. Abrams had just called episode seven A New Hope Again. <laughs> hey, y'all a newer, remember that a newer thing hope. back in the 70s? <laughs> Let's do that again. I mean, frankly, I... I well, I actually I'd like to seven, but maybe for nine, we're just like, oh, we'll do we'll do a new hope again, again, <laughs> just the because third version, the trilogy of new hopes, <laughs> and you know what? The, and the third one always sucks. So, um, <laughs> I will say I I want this to be a trend though of rather than doing shit ass covers where you yeah. just kind of like slow things down, give me a sequel. Yep, I don't care, yep. artists like give me a cool sequel to whatever song you want, like. My sister recommended this one. Uh, what happened to the city that uh, Jefferson Starship, that rock and roll built? Yeah. You know, oh. where's that? What was the cleanup process for its raining men? <laughs> <laughs> I've got the visual of that one. <laughs> her, her, her text was, how did FEMA respond? <laughs> um, guys. Gosh, my basement is filling up with men. Can you send Can someone? Fucking men out of here! They're up, I'm up to my dick and men. Get them the fuck out of my house. These towels, these towels are not mopping up enough men. I need Just, a sump pump for men. My power's out for all these goddamn men around. I'm drinking a generator, but they're fucking. Fuck. That guy just fell on the power line. Power's out. This is why you have underground power lines in case men start falling out of the sky. Fucking goddamn men. Um, so yeah. but although I assume that song is just about the Hindenburg disaster. <laughs> could be. Could be. Um, yeah. So, Michael, I'm obsessed with this idea. I've been thinking about it all week. Um, you know, there's and- a big focus on, like, you know, there's a, there, this, the sophomore album is very tough for a lot of bands, right? Especially the ones that hit it big on their first one. Yeah. You know what would right? make that easier? Just sequel. Just do it again. Yeah. Do like the it- same song again. Like, look, I loved, I loved Fairweather Johnson, the Hootie and the Blowfish follow-up. It's great, it's great. But like, if they had just made like, let's crack the rear view again, I'm into that. Or if they just started moving around the car, cracking different. I was like, <laughs> fuck, I can't see shit in this car. Where crack am I going? Side view mirror. I mean, everyone's Hold so my other about- hand. Yeah, we say such a bad thing. Like, it's like a such a pejorative thing to say. Oh, you're one hit wonder. You know the best way to not be a one-hit wonder? Do the same song again, but like keep doing slightly it. different. Let's twist again, please. I mean, the Chainsmokers have been successful at it for like years. Nickelback has three songs. Yeah. And like, sure, they all suck, but they keep doing it and they keep <laughs> making money at it. So like, <laughs> clearly they get it. The sequel. Who let the dogs out? Where they like? Did we ever Who find did? out? Where'd those dogs go? Did that they could- did, did they get back to their house? That song brings up a lot more questions than it does answers. That's for sure. Yeah. And honestly, they could have built a career on what are these fucking dogs up to? Like, yeah. It, they could have been the fucking airbud of discographies. What are these dogs doing? Oh, one's on the goddamn moon now? One, one learned how to fly. Neat. One actually Great. is Major Tom. Yeah. These dogs learned. They got out. No one knew who did it. No one has learned. And now they're doing cool stuff. There's a dog president. It is a tragedy that we have like 17 air buds, but only one who let the dogs out. Yeah. And like 
frankly, if you you could have made a Hula Dogs Out cinematic universe, that could have been that. But no, you fucking blew it. Whatever band that was, I want to say. Man. Yeah, I was. My brain was at uh, Chumbawamba for some oh. reason. <laughs> Another one. Where are the Manga Boys going? Yeah, I don't know, Michael. Michael, do you have any final stories? We talked about cow butts. Uh, yeah, sure. You know what? We uh, we interviewed the. You remember the romp him? Oh, I do. I missed that one. I yeah, was you on did. a plane. Unfortunately. Um, they they created a uh, romper for men that was a you know one piece for for those unfamiliar with with what a romper is. It's one piece upper bottom it was little shorts it buttoned down specifically made to make it easier for men to pee i guess i don't know it looked fine it was a fun little thing that happened for a while i think they're still selling them well these two that guys was on uh, tilp episode 24, 24. wow that uh, was way romp him tilp episode 24 romp him stomping mm. what a great one um so two guys from toronto just started a men's bathing suit company called brokinis okay is a portmanteau of bro and bikini, I assume. We already mm-hmm. had mankinis. Marketing genius Michael Howard strikes again. I, we already had mankinis, though, but I guess they're just like, they're not bro enough for bros. Yeah. These so, are brokinis for bros, bro. It's it's an interesting design because it basically looks like, basically like Superman underoos with like one strap that goes over their shoulder like they're Andre the Giant. Yeah, kind of a Tarzan situation, huh? Kind of, but like way more... St- way more pulling up on the the dick and balls yeah yeah a lot of a lot of dick and balls kind of like this this is being one dude it looks it's too smooth it looks like he literally just has a pool ball yeah he's done some he's done something down there i can see a clear testicle on uh this guy in the right on the other one yeah i can see all the lumps it makes sense that guy just doesn't make any sense yeah michael i have one burning question on this and i I hope you know what what it is (laughs) what is it What's that hiney look like? I know. What's the backside of this pictures thing? of the butt? It does look, it's, so it's like a messenger bag speedo. It is a messenger bag speedo. Yeah. Yes. Um, it does and, look like a baby onesie, though, honestly. Yeah. Like, the designs on it make it look like you just ripped, like you just stepped into a baby onesie and pulled it up over you until it ripped, and this is what's left. That's a great point. Yeah, I mean, they're basically Bam Bam from the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> so uh apparently people were unsure whether this was real or not and so somebody sent them a uh, a message and said i know i sound naive but is this brokinis for real or just for a laugh and they responded it's real in the sense that we spent five thousand dollars on it and we're about to have 250 of them sitting in my parents garage for probably the next five years <laughs> yeah i mean that's fair five grand for 250 of them Man, you can get a lot from China for not very much money. So, huh? Don't mind that. Uh, the natural comparison here, Michael, is and impossible to avoid because, again, I have not seen what that butt looks like. Is uh, the uh, Borat kind of yes you know, thong? It key. literally just kind of looks like that, just covering slightly more. Yeah, I mean, I feel like messenger bag speedo is kind of the best way to visualize this, dear listener. If you're looking, if you're trying to really get it in your head. Um, I will say these comments on Twitter a lot, a lot, just like a whole bunch of uh toxic masculinity and homophobia. Oh, uh, really? Um, I, I mean, I'm, I guess it's not surprising, but I see the butt now, and it just it actually does look like it cups the butts pretty good. 
Okay. Well, Michael, you although these much. guys are like fucking ripped, so like my butt's not going to be cupped. It's probably going to be hanging out halfway. Yeah, that's the Michael. That's the problem with fashion, you know. Uh-huh. It's like, oh yeah, all these these gorgeous folks wearing cool clothes, and then I and then I just look like you know, you know, a messenger bag full of potatoes. <laughs> I look like ten pounds of potatoes in a five pound messenger bag. Yeah, but in this situation, not where you want the potatoes to be. No. They're all they're all just overflowing from yeah. the bag, and the bottom of the bag is somehow just like not holding that many potatoes. Um, kind of, but the ones that are in there, very comfortable. I just. I cannot imagine the amount of self-confidence that it takes to wear just, I mean, even just the, the bottom part of this, like, like yeah. European men do. Yeah. I bought, before we went to Thailand, I, I bought a bathing suit from Bonobos that I didn't really check, like, hmm. dimensions of, because I was like, oh, it's a cool ba- looking bathing suit. And it showed up, and it was like, it was like little shorts. You're like, maybe, I'm thinking like a six inch inseam, maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah. And see like, them things. Let's get them gams uh, out, know, bud. It's still, it's loose and it's like clearly shorts and not like up around, like hugging all my junk, but like still, it's just so, I feel so exposed. Yeah. Feel very exposed. And also, I do not tan enough and I do not squat enough to nope. really just rock anything, Mm-mm. anything lo- less than a 10 inch inseam. You won't catch me dead in that one, buddy. Sorry. I got to cover these things up. I mean, this is going to give you a nice tan because you're going to have the Tarzan tan. Well, I don't know about, I don't, let's not throw it, like, nice tan seems like a lot, because, like, it's just a strap going over one nip-nip down to your, like, all the way down your torso. No, 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 the strap doesn't even cover the nip. Well, yeah, you're right. Well, good. The, the, the strap the is nip, useless the nip it's not even covering the nip. <laughs> the nip needs as much sun as it can get. <laughs> like, we're so unconcerned with man nipples that, like, we have something we could have covered one of them with, and we were like, nah, strip that, put that to the side. Yeah, fuck it. Let that thing roar. Yeah, mm. get it out there. Uh, so yeah, Michael. Uh, yeah, and Michael, I also thought that about like the the level of self confidence. I thought that about the romp him, like the thing that covers fully half your body in a single piece of fabric. I was like, hmm, couldn't pull I that mean, off. Not confident enough. You know, like that's that's one thing, but at least it's like a full outfit. You know, like I've worn sure. shorts and a shirt before. Um, I've never worn anything like this, and especially not in front of like I wear board shorts. I don't even wear like I don't even wear that. Like the only time I have that that little clothes on, I am naked. Mm-hmm. I'm not and okay like, with that. I mean, I'm at the level of uncomfortableness with my body that I will sleep with underwear and shorts on, like basketball shorts. Like, oh, ah, for sure, hundred percent. Twosies need two layers just yeah. in case a robber comes in and tries to take my pants off. Ha <laughs> ha! Foiled. And I woke up now, you idiot. Right. And or or what if the fire alarm goes off and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm naked or in my underwear or something. I got to find shorts. Now, all of a sudden, ready to I'm go on fire. And Michael, as you know, actually, uh, I didn't mention earlier, my uh, power went out last week, followed up with a fire alarm. Uh, as soon as my power came back, fire alarm went off. So you got to be ready to go at a moment's notice. And who knows when Robert's going to come in and try to take your pants off. And you got to be ready for that. Exactly. Uh, they're on sale right now. Marked down from 45 to 40. Hmm. Oh, the Bromingo Brokini. It's got flamingos on it. It's the perfect swimwear to make your parents question where they went wrong. Bullet points. Premium materials and stitching. Shoulder sling draws attention to your dong. Makes even small weenies look schmedium. (laughs) Those are all real things that it says on this real website that you can order real things from. Sorry, Michael. I went to a list of one hit wonders. Uh... If you if you were curious about the the butt, I'm gonna send you one of oh, those. Oh, I am. Real I am curious too, about the yeah. butt. Yeah, 
Um, this is a nice up close one. You can see everything you need to see about the butt. Yeah, let me let me zoom in on this one. Oh man, yeah, those those hams do look comfortable in that in that sack. Um, <laughs> I don't know so, why this guy is wearing a dog head in this picture, but you know why not? So I did find a list of one hit wonders, uh, and there are some that I will. I mean, just I will strongly say like these are not one hit wonders. These bands are fine. Um, yellow cards, Ocean Avenue is on there, like because no one's ever heard of another yellow card song. Oh no, they haven't been around for twenty years. But so I will say. And I don't know anything about the band. This is the only song I know about them. But um, Headstrong by Trapped is on here. Yep. And the only reason I know that Trapped is still around and still making music is because they've apparently become very pro-Trump on Twitter and are just like raging about it all the time. I'm like, didn't know you guys were still alive. Kind of inevitable career pathway. So glad you guys ended up where it all all made sense. So that seems like people grasping at the last straws of possible fame. I will say um, Stacy's Bomb by Found Dwayne is on here, and that I take personal offense to. Are you they fucking also... shitting me? Yeah. How dare you? Also, Adam Schlesinger is as far from a one-hit wonder as possible, considering mm-hmm. he wrote just hundreds of songs. He wrote that thing you do. How dare you? Yeah. Take it back. All right, Michael. I think that's going to do it for us this week on Trends and Low Places. If you like this episode, Michael, you personally... You can go to our website and write a blog post about it. <laughs> that website is goodbuddymedia.org. Dot com. Dot org. We are nonprofit. It is weirdbuttsonline.com. Um and it is that, the doppelgang dot the, the, the doppelgang dot net dot TV. We'll get you there. The doppel I think it's doppel.gang. <laughs> yeah, it is. Damn it. So yeah, there's a website. We do stuff with it sometimes. Um, but Michael, people can find information about this show, our sister show, Longest Days of Our Lives, in which you know it exists and we're gonna do stuff with it again. People are listening to it, and I will apologize here for not doing more of the show. Um, it's about a virus. It's yeah. So, it's so hard. To, like, it's supposed to be an escape, and it's just so much not right now. Michael, I mean, one, you're preaching to the choir. Two, we spend half of every episode of that show, which is twice as long as the show should be, yeah. talking not about the show. That's so, a good like, point. Let's just do it. Yeah, let's just get on the horn, bud. Ooh, we could just pretend, instead of saying virus or the... Vaccine. Isn't it called the coronavirus? <laughs> no, called, like it can't. Cordova. Possibly. It's called the Cordova virus. Isn't Cordova. It? Shit. Wow. Uh, hmm. Yeah. We should call it something different. Like, oh, it's the ice cream sundae. Third. First of all, it, it. I think it's the Cordilla virus. And I think you always <laughs> said Cordillo. <laughs> it's the tortilla virus. <laughs> Michael, that's racist. It's set in Mexico. How dare you? It's the anyway. Bobby Bonilla virus. You have to pay it up $1.8 million every year until the year 2040. Yeah. It won't be. You basically have to pay royalties for the podcast. Um, anyway, we we might do more of those. We're trying to get Curtis up. I mean, we can't do this one. So, you know, more to come on that. But no, it's not like Curtis's show, fault. He's not here to um, oh, defend yeah, himself. Oh, no, so. for sure. Definitely this Curtis's. is also this show is also his fault. Yeah. He killed my power somehow. I don't know how he did it. Um he also wrote Jesse's Girl, too. Um, so, yeah, if you like this show, you can find more information at that website. Um, Michael, how else can people help us out? People can help us out by writing Jesse's Girl 3. <laughs> As a five-star review. Jesse's oh, Girl guess. Revolutions. Um, <laughs> you can help us out by finding us on uh, Twitter at TILPcast. Uh, you can also email us at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. 
Uh, you can find us on all of the podcast apps by searching for Trends in Low Places. And please smash that subscribe button. Mm-hmm. Give us a five-star rating and a review. Um, you know, if you want to do your review in the style of a song sequel, you know, mm. we're not we're not mad about that. I would love it, actually. Um, or if you just want to send us anything, we'll put it on the blog because we don't want to do it, clearly. So, like... I might have forgotten how to do it. I'm being, like, fully upfront and honest about it. <laughs> Michael, where did Billy Ocean go after Electric Avenue? Did he go to fucking sue us? Hope he nope. did. Hasn't, Not yet. hasn't yet. Not yet. Hasn't been written. Does he have a Twitter? Can we just tweet at him the article, I mean, the episode just repeatedly until he gets so annoyed he does sue us? Hey, Billy, figure it out, man. <laughs> Billy, sue us. What's, Amy, what's the Twitter handle for your general counsel? We're ready. <laughs> you know, I bet if we write Electric, over, <laughs> Electric Avenue t- 2, mm-hmm. Avenue Boogaloo, then he might... He might get that might get its attention. Hmm. A collab, a collabo. I mean, if Bowie was fine with it, I don't think you know what. If David Bowie was fine with somebody writing a sequel to his song, and he was just like, yeah, pretty good stuff. I liked it. Um, I don't but think any Billy artist should do Electric Avenue. I thought he did Caribbean Queen. He did. He did. Yeah. Who, did who did Electric Avenue? Who the fuck did Electric <laughs> Avenue? <laughs> Caribbean Queen. Yeah, Billy Ocean definitely did Caribbean. Who the Caribbean fuck Prince. <laughs> Yeah, who the fuck did Electric Avenue? <laughs> <laughs> we rock down to Electric Avenue. Eddie Grant, sure, whatever. Okay, whatever. Yeah, anyway. Hey, Billy um, Ocean, sue us for... <laughs> yeah, sue us for taking Eddie Grant's asshole. music. Boy, Michael, it's been it's been a week and a half. Um, but yeah, if David Bowie's fine with it, I don't think any artist is legally allowed to be upset with, oh, you wrote a sequel. Yeah, I, I did. Oh, you know what? I always had problems, like, when, when I was in the band... In South Carolina, like we always had problems. I, I'm just not really good at coming up with premises for songs. Sure. Um, but now that I know I can just write sequels to other people's songs, that's way fucking easier. I mean, comic books do it all the time. New artists and new writers come in and just pick up, well, where'd Spider-Man leave off? Okay, guess what? He's on the fucking moon now. <laughs> cool. I'm a hundred percent I'm 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 serious about this, Kush. Let's just start writing let's like make an entire album of just song sequels. Yeah. Great, I'm in. Yeah. Good. Well, we got to do that. So, Michael, the audacity to say... We've said it. We've talked about a lot of audacious things in this episode. We just like 30 seconds ago said, we don't have the energy, knowledge, wherewithal, temperament, anything to write a blog post on our own website supporting our podcast that we also don't do regularly. Yes. Let's go write an album full of fucking slappers. We got well, it. Here's the thing, though. The problem is the computer, right? Ah. The blog is on the computer. So <laughs> get this fucking computer out of here. Like, I if, if we're writing songs, I could be playing guitar, keyboard. I don't need yeah. to be in front of a computer. I can go to my couch and write Lower Love. <laughs> <laughs> I can be like, hey, Brian, hey, Brian Adams, One Night Love Affair? How about Committed Relationship, you piece of shit? I found oh, oh. I found my girl. Roller coaster of love? No, I prefer the teacups of love. All right. Yeah. No thing. I'm a. I have a sensitive tum tum. <laughs> Taking it easy this time. I prefer the kitty slide of love. Thank you. Hey Stevie Wonder, sign seal delivered. I moved two years ago. The return to the mail hold at the. <laughs> it's actually really delayed right now. Is the problem? Yeah. Fleetwood Mac. I could. I want to go my own way. I don't have a fucking map. I'm lost.
Google Maps hasn't been invented yet. Uh, my sequel to the Fleetwood Mac would be Fact Check. <laughs> yeah. And you can't just be spreading rumors around like that without getting fact checked. I'm sorry. Michael, I listened I listened to that album uh, on uh, Saturday. Those still horny slaps. tunes still fucking slap. It's so good. They are fucking great. I I did not have an appreciation for Fleetwood Mac before uh, like a couple years ago. It's tremendous. They're fucking great. Mm-hmm. And they hated each other. They did. But they loved each other. That was yeah. the whole thing. There's a fine line between love and hate. Michael, the um the first the first song on our on our album of mm-hmm. sequels, uh, sucks to be square. <laughs> Just fucking blows, man. Um, all right, everybody, if you like this episode, thank you very much, uh, Michael. It's been lovely talking with you. I love you, buddy. Love you too. Toodles. It's the driveway to the <laughs> the safety zone. <laughs> <laughs> driveway to the safety zone. You better park it right into the safety zone. That is about him teaching his 16-year-old daughter how to drive. (laughs) 